I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. You heard it mentioned by Dr. Angela Dunn, state epidemiologist, as she delivered her situational update on the goings-on here as you and I combat the coronavirus. Antibody testing. If you do a a news search on Google and you type in antibody testing, you are going to see stories around the country that talk about how important it is that we ramp up antibody testing and that it is via antibody testing that we will one day get a hold on this virus and that we will one day be able to understand more fully the extent of its spread, how many of our friends and family around the state and in our community, around the country and the world, have been exposed to this coronavirus and that it will be through antibody testing that you and I will be able to return to some semblance of normalcy. We also know that here in the state of Utah, ARUP Blood Services is at the forefront of antibody testing. We on this very radio program have spoken to representatives from ARUP talking about, in theory, the value of antibody testing. Now, I use that phrase, in theory, intentionally because we heard something interesting from Dr. Dunn in this press conference she just delivered from the Utah State Capitol. She said, and I'll paraphrase, she said that antibody testing right now in the state of Utah is an imperfect science. That the rate of false positives are such that it is, it's indeterminate right now of what value antibody testing is to us and how we might be able to use that information to best combat the coronavirus. There's another aspect of antibody testing as well that you need to keep in mind. I'm going to bring this up because it's important to always rely on the hardest of science and the most reliable of science. And the most recent information on this front regarding immunity is that there is possibly no such thing. It is not yet determined, or it has not yet been determined, that if you and I contract the coronavirus, and that if you and I are able to positively pass an antibody test, or at least receive positive results, it has not yet been determined that you and I are immune from this virus. In fact, uh, in Maryland, CityMD mistakenly told 15,000 people with coronavirus antibodies that they're immune. 15,000 people uh, underwent antibody testing. 15,000 individuals received positive results. And 15,000 people received mistaken information that they were then immune. Please know that the best of science right now does not know whether or not having contracted the coronavirus makes us afterwards immune from the coronavirus. There are anecdotal stories that those, are, those individuals who have once had it recovered are contracting it at subsequent time. That's happening anecdotally. Now, anecdote doesn't make up science. And please resist the urge to rely on anecdote to inform your understanding of the goings-on in this coronavirus battle. 
The point I'm making is this, that there is much uncertainty when it comes to immunity and antibody testing. And we heard that voice just today by Dr. Angela Dunn. I'm grateful always to her for her expert uh, information and the clear and direct way she delivers it each day. We're standing by right now for a press conference to be delivered by President Donald Trump. He, along with other members of his administration, officials there, are scheduled to hold a press briefing right now regarding coronavirus testing. They'll deliver the remarks uh, in the form of a briefing at the White House Rose Garden. We're standing by. The moment that commences, we will bring it to you. But while I have a few minutes to talk to you before that press briefing starts, I want to continue a story that we began discussing with one another last week. It has to do with a petition that was filed by the ACLU, American Civil, Civil Liberties Union. They filed a petition which they then delivered to the Utah Supreme Court on behalf of incarcerated Utahns. Now what's the briefing say? We spoke with Salt Lake District Attorney Sim Gill, who's not a big fan of this briefing, just last week. When we were describing this briefing as an argument being made by the ACLU saying that prisons and jails around the state of Utah ought to reconsider the holding of certain criminals, that they ought to in fact release those criminals from incarceration. Which criminals? Those who have fewer than 180 days left on their sentence, those criminals who are incarcerated currently, or those alleged criminals, I should say in this case, who are incarcerated currently uh, without uh, conviction. And lastly, all those criminals who are currently incarcerated in Utah's jails and prisons who are experiencing certain comorbidities or are elderly or for any other reason fit inside the high-risk groups. The ACLU wants to let the bad guys go because they're nervous about how COVID-19 might impact them. Well, you heard me mention that Sim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney, just last week on these airwaves said that that wasn't a good idea. Uh, you know, we took, uh, we took uh, some strong uh, measures to respond back to that, because while whatever the reality in New York might be or in Philadelphia might be, that is not what was happening in Salt Lake County, and we were being responsible, uh, and we were trying to keep our community safe. And so we, uh, you know, took umbrage to that uh, litigation, and we, and we believe and we filed a response that it's a frivolous lawsuit in the middle of a pandemic, which is unnecessary. Sim Gill pointed out that he, along with Salt Lake County Sheriff, that they put in place a plan and a program and executed that plan and program to the extent that there is no coronavirus in the Salt Lake County Jail. And that should it arise, they have appropriate quarantine plans in place to handle anything that's thrown their way. They've also reduced, they've reduced the occupancy of the jail. And jails around the state are responding similarly. In fact, the Utah Attorney General's Office, on behalf of the uh, prison system here in the state of Utah, filed a similar memo with the Supreme Court saying, listen, the ACLU is off base. They don't know what they're talking about. They certainly haven't consulted us. And it would be irresponsible and it would be damaging to society should we open up the doors of our jails and prisons and let these bad guys out. There was one group from which we had yet to hear, and we have finally heard from them. And those are the victims.
There are various organizations which speak specifically on behalf of victims, to include the Utah Crime Victims Legal Clinic and the Utah Appellate Project at the University of Utah. They've now filed their own memos against this position, or petition rather, saying that these county officials and the state folks have been working diligently to protect the health of the detainees and the convicts, while at the same time ensuring that the safety of the citizens of this state remains in place, particularly the victims of the criminals who are currently locked up, or detainees. I'd like to go on, but we need to step away now. President Donald Trump, along with folks from his administration, are delivering a press conference now from the Rose Garden at the White House. President Trump. 